Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. <laughs> like, what is happening right now? I have sworn off masturbation jokes and you give me this? Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Wow. Guys, it is Thanksgiving Day weekend, but for you, it's closer to Christmas. Right. But we're recording this on Thanksgiving. Today we are covering... No, we're not. It is Saturday. It's Thanksgiving weekend. It's not on Thanksgiving, though. We did nothing but play video games and almost forget to, like, cook Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> okay, guys, here's what happened. So my kids have overcooked, which if you are a Gen Xer, I highly recommend. Yeah, Jenny? it's our kind of game. That's our kind of game. It's very stressful. It's our kind of game. It's super stressful. You complete tasks. Like, it's simple. It's You're, you're running crazy. a restaurant. You're running less. a restaurant. Yeah. And... Jenny and I got sucked into it, and my mom shows up an hour before dinner, and we literally had nothing. Done. And we're like, we're just playing the game, and she's trying to talk to us, and we're like, what? What are you doing? Get away from <laughs> us! And Jenny's screaming at me, "Here's the dough! Get the dough going!" And I'm like, "Get your fish out of the fire!" We're like screaming at each other because you have to you have to work together to like complete mm-hmm, all the orders, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they there's like these different challenges, so like the screen might change so then like only certain people can reach certain things so like i might have to cut things and hand them to her to cook and like it's this whole thing but jen what happened last night we beat the boss we beat the game we beat the game <laughs> took us like i mean hours. to be fair to be fair we had already played up to level five when you yeah. and i jumped in at level six yeah but we beat the game yeah yeah we faced down the boss and i said to jenny we have 40 years experience playing together. But then again, like the, so mom shows up and it's an hour before dinner. The turkey's done. The turkey, oh, the turkey was turkey done an hour, an hour early. And mm-hmm. we, we don't have potatoes peeled. <laughs> I'm like mad peeling potatoes. Wait, the best part is. The Wait, best part Amy, is, you know what happened? What? We were playing the video game. <laughs> like after the video game ended, we In had to like quickly time. cook everything. <laughs> We had to peel potatoes and chop things and, like, and really we quickly sucked make at meals. it just as much yeah. as we sucked at the game. <laughs> that was ironic. The best is there's this ice level oh. and you have to go back and forth on ice. And Jenny, 
she would do all the prep work and get the fish and chips ready and then slide off the iceberg. Like holding it, holding, holding the cooked plate. it so it all goes away. And then Amy would, would she, there's this command that you could scoot, which sounds great in any world except when you're on ice. So Amy was using this reckless scoot thing and like she kept flying in the water with finished dishes and then she'd hit me and knock me in the water. I said I was I was coming across like Kramer, <laughs> just like <laughs> running around real reckless. <laughs> and then at one, at one point, I sacrificed myself oh, for yeah. the good of the game. And he's like, it's better off if I'm not here and just dove in the icy water. <laughs> Maybe we should talk to your therapist about that. Oh, God, guys, highly recommend. <laughs> highly recommend. In fact, we have Overcooked 2. Maybe we'll be taking a look at that tonight, maybe. We should maybe break that out. So anyway, we exhausted ourselves so much on the video games that we tried to watch. Today we're covering 2021's 8-Bit Christmas on HBO Max, and we tried to watch it, and Jenny kept falling asleep. And I never (laughs) fall asleep. Early, easily, during movies, ever, 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 ever. And that was without a Benadryl. Although I was mentally exhausted from hanging out with mom and dad all night. (laughs) True, true. <laughs> That's true. All right, Jenny. So, do you have a description for this movie? I do. So, this is should we talk about how this is um time capsule? Yeah, this is a time capsule, guys, where we look at current media that is trying to portray something from our childhood. Whether they do it well or not is up for discussion. And then we talk about it through the lens of today. So, we're doing 2021's 8-Bit Christmas, HBO Max. Jenny. A humorous and heartfelt look back at the adventures of childhood set in suburban Chicago in the late 1980s, the story centers on 10-year-old Jake Doyle and his Herculean quest to get to the latest to get the latest and greatest video game system for Christmas. There's a lot of discrepancies here. That's one of them. He's 11. They say it several times in the movie. Yep. The description says he's 10. Okay, guys. We open on a father, Doogie Hauser. He remains Doogie, Doogie throughout Hauser. the whole thing. It's totally Doogie Hauser. <laughs> yes, he is Neil Patrick Harris. He is Doogie. That's just what he is. We saw him in a restaurant with our dad one time. Remember? We did. In yep. New York. Yeah. Dad was um, sitting like three feet away from him. And he was, yeah, dad, was, he was behind dad. <laughs> we're like, oh my God, we're like dying. Leslie and I were talking about this on my other podcast. My Married at First Sight podcast, guys. Six Degrees of okay. Reality TV. Um, Leslie lives near him and sees him all the time. And I was telling her that story about seeing him. He's always dad. around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you be afraid to walk around without security You can do nowadays? that in New York. You can do that in New York. People don't I remember, like, it was a big thing that John Lennon did it in New York City well, when he moved there. Well, but New York there. was rough and tough. When right, John and he Lennon was a was beetle. That. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He I wasn't mean, he Neil was Patrick Harris. Like a Beatles, a whole other level. Beatles, a whole other level. All right, guys. So, by the way, great Beatles special coming out, directed by Peter Jackson. Get back. It's called. It's on Disney Plus. It's the making of. It's when they made their last album. It's all the uncut. I heard an interview with Paul McCartney on that. It was good. I think you would like it. He realizes it wasn't his fault the Beatles broke up. Excuse me. Okay. Excuse me. Paul, oh, Paul realizes it wasn't his fault. Yeah, that's what this documentary oh, taught him. Oh, so whose was it? John's. Yeah, of course. Dick bag. All right. John's not here. Defend himself, <laughs> Sir McCartney. 
Okay, we open on a father. Doogie Hauser and his daughter were in Chicago. The daughter wants a cell phone and has all of her friends texting and messaging her on her father's phone. This was also a different thing for us, Jane, because we actually watched this together. Yes, we did, but we didn't talk to each other. We didn't talk to each other. Which we just kind of sat awkward. There silently, <laughs> which never happens. <laughs> never happens. Go ahead, Jenny. What were you going to say? So she doesn't have a phone, and her friends text her dad. Thoughts on that, Sam? Inappropriate. <laughs> totally inappropriate. <laughs> and annoying, I'm sure. And annoying. But if I grabbed Timmy's phone and saw all these texts from like one of the girls' friends, I'd be like, mm, <laughs> not a good look. That's going to end up on Dateline someday. <laughs> So he's like, no, you're not getting a phone. Like, it's just not happening. And then he slips and falls on the ground. And I wrote, why are we trying to do physical comedy with Neil Patrick Harris? I don't know. That's not his strong suit. No. Nope. Okay. So they're heading to the grandparents' house, which is Doogie's parents' house. And the daughter's super pissed about the phone situation. And they keep making a reference to them not having a normal year, but we don't know why. We don't know why. We just went straight to divorce, but we don't think that's it. Then I went to pandemic. Yeah, but no, like, it doesn't look like there's a pandemic. I think they're just yeah. ignoring that. They get to the grandparents' house and no one's home, so they go upstairs and they find Doogie's old Nintendo. And the kid, the kid says it looks like Tupperware. <laughs> the kid says it looks like Tupperware. He loads up, Jen. Paperboy. I have an index card. <laughs> What are Paper the, Boy was a great game. What are the top Nintendo games of all time? So first, I, I found this list on IGN.com. Um, it's Nintendo's 125th anniversary because that company started in 1989 or 1889. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, like it grew like from another company. So mm-hmm. some of the criteria for what what makes a Nintendo game? It's developed by an internal Nintendo studio. Okay. A Nintendo-owned brand. Okay. Which was de- which could have been developed by a third party, but it's a Nintendo-owned mm-hmm. brand. So, like, mm-hmm. Super Smash Brothers falls into that. I'm not going to do 125, because I feel like that's a lot. We want to hear the top 10. How about the top 50? Oh, that's a lot. I mean, I could say 50 words pretty quickly. Can do you handle it? Do the top 20. Do the top 20. Because I want to talk about some. No. It's taken me 15 minutes just to scroll through. <laughs> yeah, I can see how quickly as 50 would have went. So we're doing 20? Do 20 and up, I feel like. I want to try to guess some of them, though. Oh, here we go. But they're not going to know everything that was already on the list. That's the Do you problem. notice I turn everything into a challenge? Because don't forget, this is of all time. So that's up till current day. Oh, okay. For Across all the different platforms. Yep. Or not platforms, machines. So number 20. Okay. This F-Zero GX that was released in 2003. We don't care about okay. that. No. 19 is Super Smash Brothers Melee, released in 2001. Who cares? 18 is WarioWare Inc. Mega Wario Microphones. Wear. Who cares? 2003. Number 17, The Legend of Zelda The Wind Walker, 2003. We played that, okay. didn't we? Wind Walker? I don't know. I think Maybe. we did. Maybe. Number 16 is Punch-Out, 1987. I feel like once the games get too good with their graphics, I'm not interested anymore. Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, number 15. Mm, that was a good one. That was a good one. The Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening, 
that was on Game wait Boy. A minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I want to go back to Super Mario 2. I loved that one because that's where you could pick up the fruits and vegetables. Yep, and that was on Super NES. Yes. Okay. Okay, number 13, Mario Kart 64. Mm-hmm. Always a good Mario Kart. Super Mario Mario Galaxy on the Wii. That's number okay. 12. Mm-hmm. Number 11, 11, Legend of Zelda. 11? 1987. Jenny, oh, no. God. We I'm sorry. Number 10 is Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow. I don't think so. From the, the Game fuck Boy. What is that bullshit? Super Mario Brothers 3 is number 9. That was great. Oh, that was great. That's, the That's one when the, he got the raccoon the tail. Raccoon tail. Yep. yep. <laughs> 8, Super Mario World. That's okay. where he's riding on Yoshi. Mm-hmm. Super NES. That was for that was for a new one. That was a Super NES. It was? It was Super NES 1991. So it was like later. Okay. Metroid Prime number seven. Oh, loved Metroid. Mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past number six. That's, that's our wa- that's boots walking on water, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. No, that's the original one. Oh, is it? Yeah, this is one that side-scrolled. Jenny, I bought you a simulator. Why didn't you bring it in? I guess I could have. God, we could have cracked down on Zelda. Number five, Super Mario Brothers, or Super Mario 64, 1996 on the N64. Nintendo 64 is what I was thinking of. Number four, I kind of agree with this, Tetris for Game Boy. I mean, that was a thing. I mean, that changed everything. (laughs) Number three, The Legend of Zelda, Ocarians of Time, N64. I didn't play that one. Okay. Number two, Super Metroid. Super Metroid, that was the one That's I loved. That's the original game. And number one, mm-hmm. can you guess it? Easy. Super Mario of Brothers. Course. Yeah. 1985. Okay. We played a trivia game over Thanksgiving holiday oh, with Generations, where we pitted Generations It was called OK Boomer. It's called OK Boomer. My kids were Gen Z. Obviously, Jenny and Timmy and I were Gen X, and then my parents were the Boomers. And one of the questions for my kids was, the answer was Super Mario Brothers. It was like the greatest selling Nintendo game of all time. Jenny and I were dying because they didn't know. And Timmy couldn't help them. He said Donkey Kong. He said Donkey Kong. Timmy, I know you're listening. (laughs) I'm disappointed. (laughs) So sad. All right. Okay. Well, he's playing Paperboy, which I loved. Remember you could throw the paper through the window? Paperboy was so great. It was our first chance of being delinquents. Yep. But you also had zero control over that bike. (laughs) You just had no control. You could not control it well. Nope. So you just threw things. Yep. The physics were off, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Not great physics engines at this time. They do the whole thing where they blow into the cartridge. It's a whole thing. So he decides he's going to tell Annie the story of the Christmas when he got his Nintendo. And then he says his parents were opposed to have him having video games. And I wrote, Jenny, was this a thing? I think the, they were just afraid of everything. But our parents never expressed any. I mean, I think our parents were just thrilled that for hours we would just sit in front of it and not bother it's them. True. It's true. Yeah. Okay, so the year is 1986, and he references the 85 Bears, which for some reason we all knew about as kids. Is it because there were Saturday Night Live skits about it? I don't know. I don't know. He says he was 11 years old, and he had a kid in the neighborhood named Timmy Keene, 
who was a rich douchebag who owned the only Nintendo on the block. Did you notice the axle pegs on his bike? I did, of course. That was a thing. Mm Mm-hmm. All the neighborhood kids would go to Timmy's house in the morning, and he would invite ten of them in. I feel like this kind of shit didn't happen. Like, I I thought this was an over-exaggeration. Like, the crowd yelling outside his house and stuff like that. That Guys, I'm going to... I'm going to tell you something. This is almost an exact ripoff of A Christmas Story. Yep. They took the formula, the characterizations, everything. Even the script had that feel to it. But the casting isn't as good. The writing's not as good. The acting's not as good. The best 10 minutes of this film was the last 10 because they went off script. How do you know that? Like, that does that ending doesn't happen in A Christmas Story. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, he veered from that, yeah. and that's when it was really decent, mm. I felt like. Okay, so Timmy Keen is a known psycho. <laughs> we see him, like, beating the shit out of people, whatever. So Doogie's friends are as follows. Mikey Trotter, who was allowed to watch R-rated movies, and it showed. Mm. Evan Olsen, who's a big nerd. And then he had twin friends, Tammy and Teddy Hodges. And then the, he has little Jeff Farmer, who's my favorite character, who's a pathological liar <laughs> and shows up and is like, sorry, I'm late. I was on the phone about Joby. Well, and everyone's like, he's not really our friend. He just hangs around with us. Mm-hmm. Timmy Keen emerges and he's wearing a gi and he has some swatches on and Tom Cruise sunglasses. This kid's an asshole. Doogie gets in. So Timmy, Timmy picks who he wants to come in. Doogie gets chosen. They get into Timmy's basement where the Nintendo is. And he also has like a pool table, a shuffleboard, a popcorn maker, a, soda a fountain. fountain soda machine. Could you imagine if you had a friend with a fountain soda machine? I would be 9,000 pounds. <laughs> I would be drinking yeah, fountain soda no all teeth. the time. Because guys, I'm not a big soda fan. I don't really like it at all. But I like a good fountain yeah, Coke sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they're in there and Timmy is... Yelling to his mother through an intercom on the wall. Now, Jen, we had a friend who had one of these. Yes, we did. Our neighbors. I never saw the music. Ever. No. Why? Never. The house is not that big. So he's playing Nintendo, and it's a shooting game I didn't know. Did you know that game? Well, he's doing... No, I didn't know that one. But he had the Duck Hunt gun. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Doogie realizes in this minute, he needs to own his own Nintendo. Like, I can't keep coming over here and hanging out with this douchebag. So later we see him at home and his mom's a teacher and she's grading papers in the kitchen and cooking dinner. And he fakes a ketchup stain knowing that if he gives his mother too many tasks, she'll get distracted and she'll just agree to shit. Good plan. I mean, I feel like parents didn't, like, what kids of this generation have to understand is like, our parents didn't pay that much attention to us and what we were nope. doing. They just didn't. Nope. No. But very reminiscent of the mom in the Christmas story. She's flustered in the kitchen. Yep. She's overworked. Like, it's the same thing. But I think these parents are badly casted, especially the father. The father's terribly cast. I'll get to that. So he asks her about the Nintendo. She says, yeah, okay. The father, guys, is Steve Zahn. Like, no. No. They don't. What are you doing? They don't seem or look like boomers. No. Like, the the Christmas story, well, they would have been just silent generation. And the they Christmas were perfectly story. cast. But they were, like, they just were so that generation. Like, it was mm-hmm. so, you didn't doubt it for a second. Where this mm-hmm. is like, they, it just doesn't feel that way. They no, feel too modern. I agree. Like, they look too I agree. modern. I agree. He's working on the house, which is in constant construction. Jenny, did you have any thoughts about this? I mean, we had that, but our father wasn't the one working on it. 
Guys, our house was in constant construction. We were talking about this. You know what's happening now is now my house is starting to be in constant construction. (laughs) And I was like talking to my therapist about that. I'm like, am I going back to like some kind of weird comfort zone where I have to like make my house under constant construction? No, Jenny, it's called you just bought a place and you're doing shit to it. I know, but I'm already like thinking about the next thing that's going (sighs) to. Okay. I wrote the dad is just like the dad from a Christmas story with the, the fake cursing. He's annoyed, but this, but Steve's on, that is not him. It's not him. He's just, is, what is he in? What do I know him from? He's the, the boyfriend in Ryan Carter Boys. What else? Oh, he was just in something recently. Is he Let not a great actor? He's okay. Or is he just not a great actor in this? He's okay. I mean, I have a little soft spot for him. I like him, but. I mean... I just feel like his character is really badly written, so it's hard to tell. He was in The White Lotus. Did you see The I White Lotus? I have The White Lotus. Uh, I cannot believe you haven't seen that. Everyone has yelled at me about this. What is the deal with the show? Oh, it's so good. So he was... Like, that's what I know him from. Well, I know him from Ryan Cars with Boys. But most people would know him from that. He's just... He's in a bunch of shit. And he's just not right for this role. I said to Jenny, a Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson, maybe even. Yeah, like it's just I don't buy that this guy is a boomer. First of all, Mm-mm, like it just they don't neither of them neither of them have that feel. And what they're going for is what they did in a Christmas story, where the kid is kind of afraid of the dad. Mm-hmm. This guy doesn't have a big enough presence. Well, and but he just like the other dad was like genuinely. Scary and authoritative. Yes. But like in that old school dad way, like this feels like manic and yes. and kind of abusive. <laughs> yes. Right? Like it's not like, but not in that, right. not in the old school way that like that, those generations were like that in, in that strictness. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just a whole different flavor. It's very well written in A Christmas Story. A Christmas Story does no wrong. Okay. All right. So... They're at home. The dad's in constant construction, whatever. He needs Jake's... Oh, he needs Doogie's help with some stuff. And Doogie calls him... He describes him as a dyslexic Bob Villa. Villa. Bob Villa, right? Villa. Bob Villa. It's Bob Villa. It's Villa. And he says, tell me this dialogue doesn't sound familiar, guys. It was well known up and down Linwood Avenue that my father went to install a kitchen cabinet several years ago and hasn't stopped since. No, 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 no. He's doing some power tool shit and he makes Doogie put a head, a bag over his head for safety. Doogie compliments his dad's hand strength. And then he says, maybe you should get me something for Christmas to build up my hand strength so I could help you with the power tools. I'm like, where is this going? <laughs> like, What is happening right now? <laughs> I have sworn off masturbation jokes. And you give <laughs> yeah, me this. I know they're like bluebird one at you. <laughs> and, uh, he goes, maybe you need to get me Nintendo. And the dad's like, sure, fine. Well, and there's and- this little trope through throughout already where the daughter in real in the like in modern times is like, did you guys wear a helmet? Did you wear safety glasses? He's like, yeah. <laughs> like no one wore. Come at us if you wore a bike helmet in the eighties. No. Mm-hmm. The nope. the count of that is exactly zero. No. Mm-mm. So at dinner, Jen, the father, there's this weird like through line also about his retainer. Yeah, but, like, that's not even viable at all. Now, I didn't wear a retainer, so I don't know if this was a thing. I had one. I do do know that, 
you know, there there was I had custom made earplugs when I was a kid because I had such bad earaches all the time. And I know that looking back on it, they were probably a hundred bucks or so, but to my parents that was a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And I had to treat those earplugs like they were gold. And I lost one in the yard. I'll never forget that. Like, so I, I think that's what they're going for here. Like yeah. this idea it's that, you know. thing. Like what, yeah. when I got braces and then had a retainer after, yeah. like, yeah, you had to pay for all that stuff. That wasn't on mm-hmm. insurance. Mm-hmm. So we meet Do- Doogie's younger sister who reminds the dad that Doogie has not cleaned up the dog shit in the yard yet. I don't know why this is a thing. The sister is the only good actor in this whole yeah. movie. The kid's not bad. The kid's okay, but she's amazing. She's good. This turns into a thing, like, video games, now they're talking about, like, video games have been doing strange things to children in Japan, and they get obsessed with them, and dad's like, video games make you fat. It's a fact. And the sister then suddenly pipes up about wanting a Cabbage Patch kid, and the parents decide, okay, that's it, no Nintendo, and the sister says, oh, sorry, looks like it's a no-go on the Tendo. Well, she puts the deciding vote in. Yeah, and the parents the parents laugh at how cute she is, and Dad goes, she's the best kid ever. <laughs> so what they're talking about is that kids become addicted to the video game and then yeah. don't do the things they're supposed to. Literally, that's what happened to us. Yes. As, as grown-ass adults in our 40s. 100%. <laughs> We're like, oh, fuck, Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Now we get this scene where the kids are at school and they're playing King of the Mountain with Jagorski, an adult kid who clearly looks like Paul Stanley. So there's some headbanger beating up 8 to 12 year olds. This kid is 18. He's like the, there's so this thing with the mountain they're doing, this is like fight the end boss in a video game. Yes. We would do this kind of shit. Oh yeah. Um, the actor who plays this kid is 18 and he's got like long hair. He's got the ripped jean jacket on, the anthrax shirt. Yes. He looks 35. He's 18. No one knew what grade he was in or who he was, but I wrote, we just did this kind of shit. Like, we did dangerous stuff for no reason, but not like kids today who do it for, like, TikTok and stuff. We did it for no one. We just did it to amuse ourselves. Maybe to have the story to tell? Maybe. But this this was the time when kids would fail grades multiple Mm -hmm. times, and they just Mm -hmm. kept holding them back. So you could have people in your grade that were like four years older than you. Oh, yes. A (laughs) hundred percent. And I would probably date them. (laughs) So then they start talking about the power glove. Timmy Keen got one. They're so excited. Was it real? Was there really a power glove? There was really a power glove. I mean, I asked my husband. He had one. He said it sucked. This, This type of technology at this time sucked. Like, this was before they invented the, the gyroscope or whatever it is that's in the phone. Mm-hmm. Like, that has made, you know, has changed that type of, you know, like, spatial technology. Yes. This sucked. So, Jenny, there's a whole movie called 1989 Power Glove. Shut up. In 1989, in an era of Nintendo mania, toy maker giant Mattel unleashes a bold technological experiment to an eager public. The Power Glove, the first video game controller that allows players to operate Nintendo games with intuitive hand gestures. Despite immense hype surrounding its release, the product is a critical failure, <laughs> disappointing thousands of children's, children with its sub- subpar gameplay. Nearly three decades later, however, dedicated fans continue to repurpose the glove for art pieces, hacking projects, electronic music, and more. I mean... Hmm. The problem right there is it's a third party. It's not a native 
integration. Right. So that already is going to make it shittier. Correct. So okay. they didn't stand a chance on that one. So Timmy has the power glove. All right. So the next day, the entire town shows up at Keen's uh, front yard to play in the basement to see the power the glove. The coach is there. The, even the coach is there, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> His sister plays some music on a boombox, holding out for Hero, I think it was. it was so obnoxious. And he emerges onto the porch and displays the glove. The crowd brings gifts to try and bribe him. The random coach is there offering just cash. Unmarked cash money. (laughs) Unmarked cash money. Doogie has a summer sausage from Hickory Farms, which I thought was a great detail. (laughs) He does not get chosen, Jen, but he follows the dog to a doggy door where he climbs through. So... All throughout this movie, Timmy Keen has an annoying fucking dog that caused a lot of problems at my house. I feel like your dog was causing the problem at your house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, people yeah. riding a dog into a movie is a, a tale as old as time. <laughs> okay. In the basement, Timmy tries to play a song, but instead plays his dream journal on his dual boombox. Oh, that was good. <laughs> that was so good. He fires up the power glove, and Tammy Hodges, one of the twins, plays with him on the regular controller like she's versing him. She's button mashing. She's button mashing. Oh, that was the thing to do. Remember Mortal Kombat was like a button button mashing game. Of course. So he loses big time because the power glove sucks. Then he just goes berserk. Berserk. And he kicks, he karate kicks the TV. The TV falls on the dog. We think the dog dies. Everyone panics and runs. Jenny. This kind of shit happened all the time. Like, and, yeah. and Doogie Hauser's daughter doesn't believe it. Because no. they don't know a world where shit like this happened all the time. Well, Doogie says to her, it was the 80s. Shit yeah, got something, real. Something was always happening like this. Yeah. Jamie did this in his house. Didn't he put a skateboard through the wall? We put a skateboard through our wall. Remember? What did he do? Did he punch the wall? He he punched or kicked the wall in something, yeah. 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 And then he broke his neck, remember? Yeah, he broke his <laughs> neck. Like, that was really No, crazy. we put it in our, we were remodeling our house, ever remodeling our house, and we had a, a mm-hmm. the dining room was sheetrocked. And I forget who I was with, but I had my skateboard and we were skating back and forth because the downstairs was just all wood. Like the floors mm-hmm. weren't down yet or anything, so like perfect place to skateboard. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anybody was home. I was skateboarding. But I forget who was with me. And I flew off the skateboard and it flew and like wedged into like went into the sheetrock. Dad was so mm-hmm. mad. Do you remember when we first moved into the house and we were only living upstairs? We would roller skate in yeah. the downstairs. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember when they delivered the cabinets and we had all the boxes and we built like a shanty town. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so most of Jenny and I's uh, very warm memories center around construction. <laughs> yes, they do. And then, then I grew up and married a carpenter. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next morning, the kids are praying for a snow day. The daughter's grading papers for the mother, which I thought was pretty funny. Doogie says there has never been a snow day for them, like ever. I guess so it's they a don't Chicago get... thing. Yeah, it's a Chicago thing. They don't get a school closing. And we see Doogie has to walk to school in girls' moon boots. Do you remember, though, waiting for, like, the way we would always find out at our house, and I know it was on the radio, too, is it would scroll across the bottom of the news on TV. 100%. And you were just sitting there waiting because it would be, like, alphabetical order. 
and you're like yes. just waiting. And we were Scranton yep. School District, so it was like yeah. very far down the alphabet. Mm-hmm, we're like mm-hmm. waiting, waiting. When I transferred waiting. to Bishop Hannon, I was real happy. <laughs> that was um, Jenny. This is probably one of the better parts of the movie. The girl in real time, the daughter in real time, says, "Well, why were they girls' boots?" And Doogie's like, "Cause they were purple." Yeah, and she's and she like, was I like, don't so understand. do they only fit girls' feet? <laughs> right, right. She just yeah. can't comprehend it because it's that was stupid good. and ridiculous. Because that was these, really good. We had such strong like gender roles were like the law. I just think there could have been so much more of that. Yeah, there could have been a lot more. Like, I I would have liked to see a little more interaction with with the Gen Z kid. Or she mm-hmm. she Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at school they're learning the Dewey Decimal System, which you're going to need when you're an adult. Spoiler alert. No, you're not. Well, the Dewey Decimal System does still exist and is still in libraries. If you're an academic or a research person, you might need to find a lot of those books that are not um, electronic. But they thought that every adult was going to need to know this to research anything. Like, basically, yeah. the instead of Google, you would go to the library and look up the Dewey Decimal System number for whatever. But in my world, in academia, a lot of people still do. Great, but it wasn't as widespread as we thought it was going to be, is it? No, it it wasn't. No. And the teacher is a cold, and we don't know why. Yeah, that was so random. Why did they write that in? Maybe just to kind of show, like, how they didn't give a fuck. Like, she's blowing her nose on tissues and putting them in her shirt and stuff. I I don't know. I don't know. It was never That was a dumb choice. Mm Mm-hmm. Tammy tells the class that Timmy Keene's dog is not dead. Mm -hmm. She's on life support. But because of this incident, Timmy's dad banned the Nintendo from the house. The liar comes up and he tells them not to worry that I'm going to say the Boy Scouts, but they're called the Loyal Ranger Scouts, but it's the Boy Scouts. I think they probably couldn't use Boy Scouts. Yeah. They're having a contest or they don't want to. They're having a contest where if you sell the most wreaths, top prize, Jen, is a Nintendo. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bet you get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Smart move on the Royal Boy Scouts or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Then we have this whole scene where Timmy or um, Do- Doogie has to wear his girl moon boots outside. And the bully, like, picks on him. And this was a thing. Like, we watched a little bit of this with my kids, and they were like, why is he beating him up? I'm like, Cause he's wearing you got beat boots. up if you For were any wearing reason. girls' boots. Yeah. Yes. But so also, can we discuss that that guy, who is, like, 37, is in their class? Yes. And they're in elementary school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so before he can get his ass kicked by Jagorski... Uh, liar shows up and produce. I just call that kid liar. liar. He's the Bon Jovi kid. Liar shows up and produces proof of the reselling contest and how it is a Nintendo, and the kids go wild. So now we have a kid selling wreaths montage. I yes. call it Jen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jen, I have something to say too. This is not a thing anymore. Kids do not go door to door selling shit anymore. They don't have to. They can put they it on still- Facebook. They still do a ton of fundraising, but the parents do it. Really? You see you see the mothers always putting on Facebook. Or taking it to work. Well, that was pre-social media. So millennial I, mothers took it to work. Because I used to always get hit with those things at work. Somebody was here always were, selling something. Here were the shifts. Gen X, we were out selling them to Coke dealers <laughs> in random houses. Millennials, the parents started doing it because you had the helicopter parents. Mm-hmm. They started doing it, but there was no social media, so they would just take them to work. Yeah. Now, Gen Z, we have the lawnmower parents who just paved the way for their kids all the time. They just put it on social media. I know this because, you know, I have kids, and whenever people in their school are raising funds for stuff, the parents are putting it on Facebook. We used to still have people bringing it to work, I feel like. But then... Maybe. The Girl Scout cookies they bring to work and they'll be hunting people down for them. We're like, where are those I cookies? Mean, it's that time of year. We have a regional, oh, I would say local, candy factory here, Gertrude Hawks. I mean, if you were selling Gertrude Hawks candy bars, you just brought a box of those to work. They were gone. They were gone. Yeah. Gone. That's okay. what I mean. You got to sell something people want. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like food. Don't sell, yes. don't sell me a cheap watch. Yes. Exactly. What kids fundraiser selling cheap watches, Jenny? <laughs> so Dookie gets home, he's exhausted, and Liar is in his house selling wreaths to his mother. That was a pretty good touch. <laughs> At dinner, the sister almost gives away the game about this contest, but Dookie covers by saying they're giving away a night in Chicago, not a Nintendo. And the parents are like, hmm. That is that's an, an odd, odd choice. Odd prize, but I hope you win it. I hope you win a night in the city by yourself. They would probably let him go. Yeah. <laughs> Dad's looking for a summer sausage. We get more of the dog poop not being picked up. The dog poop not being picked up is a weird choice. Well, that what that event we see how that pans out at the end. But, that's just stupid though, because he's like, "Don't worry about the stuff behind the shed. Just get the stuff near the house." They have a disgusting border collie. Shut up. And the father's like, do you smell that fresh air? Like, all we had to play with when we were young is fresh air. Fuck you, mm-hmm. Boomer. You had fresh air and clean water and pensions. There you go. Good one, Jenny. 
Yeah, and you didn't have serial killers on the street or coke fiends or stranger danger. Like, you just went out into the world and your parents knew you were going to come home okay. Well, if you were a white person, to be fair. So they took that mentality and put it on Gen X, but the world had changed. We didn't know this. (laughs) Right. We could barely survive it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So dad gives him some more stuff to do. He has to varnish some hockey sticks. Uh, It's dumb. Okay. Later, Doogie's exhausted. He comes in his room and he finds his sister and they strike up a deal. His sister's like wheeling and dealing. Mm Mm-hmm. She wants a red-haired Cabbage Patch Kid. Now, I think this is off. It's 1987. Cabbage Patch Mania was over by then. This was late because I feel like we got ours in like 83, 84, around there. I think it was was Christmas of 83 we got ours. Cabbage Patch Riots were 1983. Yeah, that's the year we got ours, December 83. Yeah, and I just did a whole research project on this. So, no, I know this is wrong. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Okay, so Lizzie comes up with the idea to sell wreaths at the nursing home. Like, you would not have had to buy a cabbage patch out of the trunk of a car at this time. No, not in 1987. In ni- maybe. 83, I'm, in 83, maybe. you had to strike a deal. You had to, like, you had all to this blow some guy shit. in an alley. Okay. Okay. Jen, um, or Mimi's, come at us. Maybe, maybe we're wrong here. Maybe your parents were buying cabbage patch kids out of the trunk of a car in 1987. I don't know. Maybe we're wrong. Because don't forget, we outgrew them by then, so we wouldn't want them. Isn't this your whole research project? Don't you know the answer to this question? No. I Go feel to the like... Dewey Decimal System and look it up. Okay. Lizzie comes up with the idea to sell reeds at the nursing home where there's captive old people. Boss. So they get to the nursing home and the old people are desperate to see him. And then in one weird scene, he breaks the fourth wall. He did? Yeah, where he's he signing a sleeping man's name and he looks at the camera and goes, it's what he would have wanted. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Now the whole family's headed to the mall. It's their annual shopping trip, very much like on A Christmas Story, yep. where they all go shopping. Mm-hmm. Dad's the angry driver. Well, that driving and scene was so contrived. It was so bad. It was bad. They get to the mall and the father complains the entire time. It's real dumb. Yeah. They find a toy store. They're sold out of Cabbage Patch dolls. A traumatized janitor tells them people were kicking each other's asses. People were punching grandparents. I mean, that was it real. It was a bad scene. That was yeah. real. It was real, but four years prior. Right. I feel Do like we... people would not have been fighting in stores in 87. No. Maybe we're wrong, though. We, we're open to that interpretation. Like them running out or them not being... I don't know. I don't think there was fights over them then. I don't know. Because I feel like we got other ones. Like a year or two later, and that was much easier even then. Yeah, I agree. Doogie feels bad for Lizzie, but then is drawn into a Nintendo display. The Nintendo talks to him, and he's playing Rampage. Rampage is amazing, and they have it at Barcade in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Yep. Amazing. It's really good. He said he doesn't know exactly why, but he started playing the game of his life. Jen, I used that very phrase last night. So this happened to Amy. Amy was in video game Nirvana last night. We were playing the boss and she's going, I'm playing the best game of my life. (laughs) Guys, we had this final round and I had to, I was the chopper and the cooker and the, the, you were the cooker. Mm -hmm. I was the chopper, the plater and the putter out. And I was like, just nailing it yeah i had total control over my character i was in the zone because i'll tell you what part of what kills me now is i can't focus 
No, that's not it. That's me. That's okay. not it for me. Whatever. So there's a crowd gathered around him. They're cheering him on. Suddenly his father snaps him out of it and they realize his little sister, who he was supposed to be watching, has wandered off. Of course. Mm-hmm. So they find her on the street really aggressively questioning a Santa Claus. <laughs> The father freaks out and says he lost his sister because of his video game addiction. I just didn't buy any of this script or acting. Like, he just seems unhinged and abusive and not funny. And it, like, Yeah, no. It's just so awkward and badly acted and badly it's written. Weird. It's bad. Then the father brings up the retainer, and Dookie realizes it that he left it in the mall. This weird chase ensues between the father and Doogie. And he's completely panicked, thinking his retainer costs what a car costs. And then he, like, I don't know, he finds the retainer and he gets it in his mouth. And, and then it gets all day. slow motion and slides. And yeah. This is the tire changing scene. Yep, you're right. It's the exact formula. Yep, you're 100% right. Later, we see Doogie and the dad waiting under a bridge to meet some dude about a cabbage patch. And it's, what's his name? From Arrested Development. I don't know him. The blue dude. The guy who plays... The blue dude. Portia's husband. Jenny, you know who I'm talking Tobias? about. Yes. Uh, I didn't even realize that was him. I he, think He has him. a beard and everything. Are you sure that's him? I'm pretty sure. What's his name? Dealer. Yeah, David Cross. It's him. Tobias. He looks totally... So he, he has a full beard and everything. He looks totally different. Yeah. So he plays... The dealer. So he's got a... They're like under a bridge, meeting a guy in a shady car, buying a Cabbage Patch kid out of the trunk. Can I just say that I I was dozing off in the middle of this after drinking like 35... In the middle of the day after like 37 cups of coffee. I was starting to doze (laughs) off again. Yeah, I know. It was weird. The dad... I don't know. The, The dealer says he has Nintendos in the car. The dad doesn't even give a fuck. I know. Why? It's oh, real weird. He, I think they were trying to make us think they're anti-video game. I guess. Okay. Later, we're at the Boy Scouts meeting, and they're getting ready to announce the wreath selling championship. And it just occurred to me, there's going to be a lot of people that come for us that say, my parents didn't like us to have video games. Okay. Maybe that was a thing. That just no, wasn't that was our experience. I think that was a thing. And I think my only problem with that is that I think they want us to think that. And I feel like they didn't build that case enough. Like, I'm not buying that about the parents. Yeah. Okay. The parents, like, like, make a decision. You're either completely unplugged from your kids and completely ignoring them. Yep. Or, you know, like, I think I would have bought it better if it was like, it's just too expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not buying the case against the video game system. Like, I'm not buying it as real. Yeah. They didn't make that good of a case for me to believe that these parents don't want to buy that for some reason. I agree. I would have bought so, that it was too expensive. Yes. Sure. And they got, like, this doll for, like, $30. They shouldn't have made the guy have the Nintendo. Right. Right. So later we're at a Boy Scouts meeting, and they're getting ready to announce the wreath selling championship. And the camp leader <laughs> tells them he has a nom poem for them entitled, A Tie is Not a Loss. Oh, God. I felt like that was in really bad taste. Yeah, it but was. okay. Guys, you don't joke about Vietnam like you just don't. You don't. I don't know. Third place, Jen, is Liar. And he wins a subscription to Boys Life magazine. Gross. Second place, Teddy Hodges. He wins a real life globe. And did you see his sister like slapping him when he won second place? Yes. Yep. First place, 
Jake Doyle, who is Doogie Howser, guys. He won. He won. Guess what he wins? A brand new set of encyclopedias. <laughs> what was the quote they said? He says it was like winning more school. <laughs> So now we find a little backstory here that Timmy Keene, the rich dick bag, his dad held an emergency PTA, which what would the PTA have to do with the Boy Scouts? We don't know. Nothing. Had an emergency PTA meeting the night before and they switched prizes because he told the story of the dog almost being killed and the parents decide to ban the Nintendo. Yep. Okay. At home on the news, they're showing a video game rally held by Dr. Timothy Keene Sr. And he's demanding they destroy all video games. This whole thing was just not, it just wasn't, it wasn't believable. No, it wasn't. Like, maybe they should have had that there was a shortage. I feel like our parents, like, didn't even question what it was. They were just like, that's too expensive. No matter what it was. You're right. You're right. Jarts, slip and slide. So the daughter in real time, Doogie's daughter's like, Okay, so how did you get the Nintendo then? And he's like, well, a Christmas miracle happened at the local roller rink. And I'm looking, I'm like, we still have 25 to 35 Mm -hmm. minutes of this left. (laughs) The Hodges, the twins, were having a birthday party. The dreaded Christmas birthday. And I wrote, my kids have this. Yes, your kids totally have this. So Doogie's saying, like, they got royally fucked because not only did they have to share gifts because they're twins, but they had to share a birthday with Christmas. Yeah. This is my kids. Yep. 100%. The 12th. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So they get baseball cards and somebody gets a Billy Ripken card, which was so weird. I'm going to just pause and walk away for a little while. No, no, no. It was weird because Timmy was telling this story. On Go ahead, tell the story. Tell the story. On Thanksgiving night, for no reason, Timmy starts talking for about For no the... reason, Timmy's just telling a random story. That he was. Happened. He was talking about, he heard a podcast that day or the day before about the the rookie card of Billy Ripken, who's brother to Cal Ripken. And on his rookie card, some guys on his team wrote fuckface on the bottom of his bat. And Tops didn't catch it in time, so there's a few hundred copies out there of it but not you know it didn't go into mass production it was just so weird now we have this movie with this in it okay. so anyway so she gets the the rookie card and she looks it up and realizes it's worth 95 dollars, and they can get their own nintendo with this so now dookie has a 15 point plan oh god and he shows it to the group well, they're I'll going just, on I'll a- just have that capers were a thing Capers were a thing. They're going on a field trip to Chicago, and they decide they're going to sell some baseball cards, get some cash, go to Chicago, sneak off the bus, buy a Nintendo. It's unclear as to if they're each buying a Nintendo, if they're buying one Nintendo. They're buying one Nintendo. Okay. So they decide they're going to do this. They come up with the plan. They get walkie-talkies. They get a bunch of cash. Then we see Jagorski, and he steals the money. No, we see Jeff talking to just we not liar. liar liar talking to he's a mole he told him about the money he did so now jagorski steals the money right as they're getting robs on the him, bus robs him in line for the school bus like Which, you could lit kids all you gen z's that are listening oh all two of you samantha you could get robbed in the bus line for your field trip <laughs> in the 80s again the teachers making robbed a big deal in of front them of your getting teachers. Again, the bus, like, she wants him to wear his boots on the field trip or he can't go. 
Why are they making I don't this know. a thing? I, this this is my problem with this movie. I feel like they wanted to get like homophobia and tra- and transphobia and like this whole gender thing driven home. And they, they made up this random thing with the boots to do that, where I feel like they could have written that better into the story in a different way. They did that with the daughter questioning the idea that these were girls' boots. Well, and the, the That's all we needed. Well, and the the sister of the the twins. She mm-hmm. couldn't do any of the stuff because she was a girl. She couldn't be in the Eagle Scout thing, like selling yeah. the thing. Like there's a million opportunities to do this yes. to, to emphasize that gender roles were like the law of the land mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. You could have done that in a million other ways. So he he just comes back and he has his boots on. I put, where did he get them from? In his locker. Oh. <laughs> so the kids arrive in Chicago and they don't know what to do because Jagorski's sitting in the back of the bus and he has all their money. Doogie heads back to the bus. He tries to reason with him. It's Wait, not working. he was sitting next to the kid, though. You forgot the kid. He was sitting next to this weird kid who makes a couple appearances, who, like, eats erasers and just real weird. We all knew a kid like this. And runs Twitter now. Yeah, we all knew a kid like this. So, I don't know. I don't understand how this happened. This was very unrealistic. Doogie goes back. He gets in Jagorski's face and just tells him he's a loser and asks for the money. And Jagorski, like, melts down and gives it to him. Yeah. Whatever. That, no. There, it's just, none of this is, whoever wrote this did not have these experiences. No, you're right. It's like the people who wrote Stoned, who never had a brother yes. and were never stoned. And were never, yes. right, exactly. <laughs> yes. You're not buying it. Well, the guy who wrote this was born in 90, no, 79. Mm. So he's a tail end mm. Gen Xer, you know? All right, so the kids arrive in Chicago. The Okay, so they have this diversion where the nerd is has some kind of reaction to SpaghettiOs. So they feed him a bunch of it, so he starts puking all over the teacher. <laughs> that creates a distraction to let Doogie slip off the back of the bus, run into the department store. But he hits an obstacle when a few of the moms are protesting. So Liar is called up. To make a crank call to the mall to page the mothers and get them away from the store. This is where the whole caper, right? Like the caper, Mm -hmm. the 80s caper runs away. Yeah, I agree. Liar says he's a niece and nephew collective. (laughs) That's this whole thing. This was so stupid. It was so dumb. Okay. So bottom line, Jake, no, Doogie gets the Nintendo. And as he's running out of the store, he slips on the ice just like Jenny with her fish and chips in full basket, <laughs> he slips on the ice and the Nintendo goes flying out into the middle of the road and is crushed by a bus. So that's done. And then for some weird reason, the dealer, the Cabbage Patch dealer is the in town. Patch, the black market Cabbage Patch dealer. He's in town and they're sitting together on a bench and he's throwing down some life lessons. Yeah. Okay. He's talking about how he wanted a donkey when he was a kid. Yeah, and he didn't get it, but that's okay because Christmas isn't about that. And you shouldn't be so focused on what you want. And you focus on lovely things you have, like your family. Okay, tell an 11-year-old this. No, So then he puts Doogie into a cab and gets him to the Art Institute. And that's it. So now it's Christmas morning, which I have issue with that because the way he said it to his daughter, she's like, how'd you get the Nintendo? And he goes... Well, it was a Christmas miracle. And then he's like, and it started at the roller rink, but nothing happened. No. 
Okay. Now it's Christmas morning. Kids are opening their gifts. Doogie's super depressed. Well, I like when Doogie walks down. He's like, my visual unwrapping experience taught me that it's not under that tree. 11 (laughs) years of visual unwrapping experience. (laughs) So not only once again is he making reference to him being 11 and Mm -hmm. says he's 10, but she on the video camera, the mother, is saying it's 1988 where we're told it's like 1987 before. So, okay. So Lizzie gets her cabbage patch and she's very happy. And the dad gets a sander and he's using it immediately. Just then a package gets delivered. It's from Uncle Dan, a crazy rich uncle living in Japan. But it's a Japanese light bright. Jenny, do you remember how much we loved our light bright pegs? The pegs specifically? The pegs. We we had a bunch of them and we would make different layered cakes with them. Okay. You don't remember this? I remember. I don't remember making cakes because I don't even know what that means. I remember so like, stacking we, them in a container. So, so a we clear used to container. keep them. We used to keep them in cool, uh, cool Whip containers, and we would layer them to pretend they were like cakes. I don't remember pretending they were cakes. I remember okay. layering them and thinking Every, they looked cool. Everything. Did is you think cake that was a cake? In my life? <laughs> I'm shocked you didn't try and make me eat it. Probably okay. good. Now it's current day, and the daughter's, like, really pissed off that the story ends this way. She's like, this is ridiculous. Like, so you never got your Nintendo. She's like, I don't understand. Your childhood was just a disappointment. (laughs) Back to the story. Dad is is on Doogie again to go clean up the poop in the backyard. Now, suddenly it goes from Christmas morning to dark out. Well, and he's like, make sure you get the stuff behind the shed this time. And, like, Doogie's thinking to himself. I haven't touched that in, like, months. There's probably just a giant pile of shit back there. Well, I was thinking there was a Nintendo back there. Yeah, me too. Yeah. What does he find, Jen? A treehouse. Not just any treehouse. Like a major tree. Like a nicer than his house treehouse. This is like something you would Airbnb. Yeah. Hipsters from Williamsburg would Airbnb this shit. A hundred percent. In five seconds. So his dad apparently has been working on this, and I almost cried. Oh, Lord. This is the moment of the movie where they stop trying to be a Christmas story. Yes. And I feel like it worked. Yeah. So in current time, the daughter says, oh, so the Nintendo was in the fort, right? And he's like, no. But the point is my dad worked all summer on this. And the story is that the tree fort was the greatest present. And just then the parents return, the mother returns anyway. And I'm like, please don't make them aged with makeup. Please don't make them aged with makeup. And but they, they did. did. Yep, mm-hmm. they did. Yep, mom's got a bunch of cake makeup on. Now we jump back in back in time again. Doogie and his dad talk about the tree fort and how much they love it. Okay, current time. All right. So throughout the movie, they kept referencing this girl, Katie Sorrentino, who had the same boots, the purple boots. Apparently, Doogie is now married to her. And they're all sitting around with the mom who has a fuck ton of aging makeup on. And Annie, the daughter, says the moral of the story, Dad, was that was the year you and your grand you and grandpa found your thing. And we look around and we see all the different things that Doogie and his dad built together. And then we learn the grandpa's dead. And Amy starts crying. And I was getting emotional. So the movie ends on a note of loving the dad. And this was very uneven. And that's the end. No, well, he said, she said, how did you get the Nintendo? He's like, oh, I worked all summer and saved up for it. Yeah, like that wasn't even a thing. Yep. 
it was just they should have had the Nintendo in the backyard. Sure. And it should have been I don't know, I feel like that might be almost the good choice that they made is to not do that. Yeah, you're right, you're right. See, in a Christmas story, like I have to make up my mind. Do I want it to be a Christmas story or don't? I? Because <laughs> Look I at wanted it apart to have, from that. Look at it I wanted. From it. I wanted to have the good parts of a Christmas story, yeah. like in a Christmas story, his dad buys him the Red Ryder BB gun. Well, in a Christmas story, he gets what he wants and then doesn't want it anymore. Well, no, he shoots his eye out, right, and then he doesn't right. want it anymore. Yeah, but like the point is, the dad. Okay, so we're having the same. We're striking that same note with the dad. But it's just, I don't know, like, why is the story based around the Nintendo then? I don't know. Like, maybe it should have been, let me tell you the story of Christmas of 1988. I don't know. Why did it have to be, let me tell you the story of how I got my Nintendo? Yeah, because that's not how we got Because it Nintendo. wasn't the story. Okay, maybe that's where I'm having a problem with this. There's a lot of problems with this, the writing. Yeah, I really wasn't too thrilled. What did it get on Rotten Tomatoes, Jenny? 77 or something like that. Yeah, it, it's not that great, guys. I mean, it's okay. It could have been um, so much better. It could have been so much better. It been, there was so much potential there. A hundred percent. Like, first season of Stranger Things does this so much yeah, better. exactly. Yes. Okay. All right, um, so at the end of every movie or something we watch, Jenny and I go back and we think about a theme or a lesson that we took with it. We call it our why, designed to finish the sentence, Gen X, this is why. Jenny, I'm going to go first with my why this year. Okay. This year? This This time. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. This is why we need to stop remaking stuff, or at least trying to. The last 10 minutes of this movie were the best, and it's because it veered from the obvious plot steal of a Christmas story. That's it. Okay. And also, this is why I love the Nintendo so much. Oh, the Nintendo's great. Every time I watch something about the Nintendo, like, I really wish you brought your simulator in. Sorry. We could have played it. And I miss having Nintendo. I miss playing Mario Brothers. Yeah, Mario Brothers. Like, any cool. kind of Mario Brothers. Okay, Jenny, what's your why for this episode? This is why Christmas always sets you up for disappointment. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's okay, and it taught us important life skills. Like, because you were never going to get everything you want for Christmas. Like, at least in our world, right? In the world we lived in, you were never going to get everything you wanted for Christmas. So there was baked-in disappointment. Like, there was going to be disappointment at some point in the holiday. Like, yeah, you might have been excited that you got, like, X, but, like, the thing, because the things we always wanted were way beyond what, what our parents could afford. afford. Yeah. So, like, you were, of course you were going to be disappointed. Like, think about it. The whole premise is, like, when you believe in Santa in those years, like, just tell some dude everything you want, and he'll just drop it off at your house. And, yeah. like, we know that's not reality, but, like, that's what you think is happening. Ken's listening. I think she still believes. <laughs> so we have to put a trigger warning I, out that there's no Santa? I reveal that there's no Santa at the end Maybe. of Maybe. For all the young kids listening. But, like, that, you know what I mean? Like, you were just constant, every, you were set up for some level of disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. Jenny, what is one toy you wanted that you didn't get? Or one thing you wanted? I know what yours is. Um, what is mine? Tub Town. Motherfucking Tub Town. Which mom has said to me was like 20 bucks. She didn't mind buying it for no, me. No, it was a little more expensive than that. But she said she couldn't find it. 
anywhere. You saw it on a commercial and lost your shit. Because don't forget, we didn't have resources like they do today. Yeah. Right. You had to go around the stores looking for things. Yeah. She just couldn't find it. And guys, it was so awesome. It was this floating tub or floating town for your tub. And it had elevators. We liked anything with elevators or ramps. I mean, yeah, I was you, all into that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the airport, the Fisher-Price airport yeah. and all that stuff. Yep. Yep. Um, I never got the Barbie dream home. I always want that. Really? Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. townhouse one that was like four stories high. Yeah. Here's how much life has changed. My kids each had one of those. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't have that. No, we did not. But then there was the year, Jen. That we got our Nintendo. Oh, my God. And I'll never forget taking my Christmas money and Mom taking me up to Children's Palace oh, yeah. and buying the gold Zelda, Zelda cartridge. Zelda was, that ruled our whole summer. And I mean, it probably cost me all of my Christmas money. Yeah, it was probably like $30. And I was so excited. And we just, we hit that every single night. Yeah. <laughs> I think we spent the entire summer in... Indoors for the second yeah. for the second level. We'd be up till 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it was a one-player game. Yeah. But like we the other person, turns. we had a book. And the yeah. other person was like researching. <laughs> <laughs> we should play that again, see how long it takes us to solve it. Oh, God. It took a long time back then. It took a long time. All right, guys. So I hope you enjoyed this. Come at us in our Facebook group, The Mimi Bees, and tell us about your Christmas presents that you didn't get. Air some, air some grievances. <laughs> what is your disappointment? Air we your will disappointing Christmas stories. We will have Festivus and The Mimi Bees. Tell us about your grievances. Just air them out. We don't mind. Um, also, Look for us to be doing Gremlins in December. And what else did we do on Patreon? A love boat. A love boat, yeah. Right? Um, As always, we're doing Little House on the Prairie every Monday on this feed where you're listening to this. So if you're a big Little House on the Prairie fan, please continue to listen. And we announced last episode in our regular Little House episode, so it was probably a few weeks ago by the time you hear this, that we're going to be dropping some new kind of researchy style pods in the new year so we um we're not sure how often yet or what we're going to be doing them on but the first couple are written we just have to record them which hopefully we're going to do soon so look for that kind of stuff that we're going to be doing it's going to be in its own feed it's going to be called gen x that was a thing so we're going to be announcing that heavily on this feed so that you go over and subscribe to that one jay anything else I don't think so. Don't you want to say happy holidays to everybody? I feel like I did that already, but I'll say it again. Happy holidays, everyone. (laughs) Can I talk about how you messed up your chocolate pie? Oh, I did. You know what I did wrong? I didn't let the milk boil. Well, you made pudding instead of chocolate chocolate. filling. I make that for my kids. That's what they like. It's not meant to be a chocolate pie. It's meant to be a chocolate pudding pie. Why don't you just... Buy a graham cracker cost for that. Get some jello pudding and cool whip. Um, that's kind of what I did. Didn't you make the crust? Yeah, it's like you make a graham cracker crust. It's super Is that easy. Just butter and graham cracker. Yeah, it's super easy. How does it stay together? There's got you, to be a binder in there. You bake it a little bit. No, there's not really a binding mm. in there. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Any other criticisms of me or my cooking um, or my hosting of the holidays? The turkey was a little overdone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. It was delicious. Um, the best <laughs> was we took the girls out to lunch yesterday on Black Friday. And I got to sit there and listen to them tell me how dramatic I am. Who? The kids. They didn't tell you that. Mm. I feel like me and mom were more telling you that. <laughs> like, guys, awesome way to start the day. But the <laughs> Thank funny, God I had a margarita. The funny part thing is there's five of us at the table. Mom's dramatic, you're dramatic, and Penelope's dramatic. Uh-huh. So, like, any, any criticism, the only people criticism that can come from is from me and Samantha. Yeah, okay. All right. Because, like, chips off the old block. There. Do we need to have a fight about this on air? That you're dramatic? Why yeah. again, man? Are you going to start yelling? I'm going to start flipping <laughs> shit over. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, if you need to contact us or want to know more about what we do, just reach out. GenXThisIsWhy.com. You can email us. You can follow us on Instagram. Or you can find us on Facebook. That's all we have. So thanks for listening and see you soon. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.